Good morning, all you wrestling and sports fans. Yeah. It's the E's and B's, the Big and Eggs of Wrestling Sports Podcast. And I'm your host, Eddie for you today with MLB Leaders XFL Championship NBA and NHL Playoffs The Kentucky Derby NASCAR Short Track and No Prep Talk BKFC and UFC 288 And you guessed it Some wrestling You're listening to The Best Breakfast Wrestling Sports on your Fridays, it's the E's and B's Podcast. It's no use. I want to be a great fighter, but I can't even beat a couple of guys in the street. Nacho, I think I know someone who can help you. The Lord? No, he's a water gypsy. He knows where to find eagle eggs. Eagle eggs? you don't smoke weed. I know this, but I'm going to get you high today. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got shit to do. Thanks for joining us again here on this beautiful May 5th, 2023, where you be. We got bright lights, big fights, no rights, and plenty of horsepower. On today's episode, you know the drill. Crack those eggs. Get that heat up. Because it's time. For the sunny side 
And the Rays have continued to build one. And here's a shot. Tie and deep to left off the bat of the Rosa Reynolds. Going. Home run. Rosa Reynolds. And the Rays continue to explode here in the seventh inning. I mean, he hit that 3 1 pitch out of sight. Yes, yes. Welcome back to the E's and B's podcast here on this beautiful Cinco de Mayo day. As you heard there, we're kicking things off on the diamond and those Tampa Bay Rays are on fire as they now scoring a treacherous 20 and 0 start there at the home squad or at the home field. Congratulations to them on a traumatic Awesome 2023 start for the MLB. Of course, baseball just about 30, 35 games into this season here. And a quick, quick, good start. As we know, we've been talking about it a lot here lately as the new rules in effect, the fast pitch count and such, and the batter's box timed, everything like that has been picking the pace up. We've been seeing a lot more slugging and a lot more better ball games here so far this start, but let's talk about how that start has been for some of those teams starting out in the AL. As you know, the Tampa Bay Rays, they're leading right now at a 25 and 6. Right now, obviously, those six losses on the road, they are a four and a half games up in their division. Then we got the Minnesota Twins. They're at 17 and 14. They have a three game lead there in their division. And last but not least, it's the Texas Rangers. They're at 18 and 12 with a game and a half up right now as it sets. Then over in the National League side of things, it's the other ha team right now. It's those. Oh, that's right. Those Atlanta Braves, they're 21 and 10, five games up on their division, the most in the MLB as it sets. Then the other blazing hot squad that everybody's shocked about, it's the Pittsburgh Pirates. They're at 20 and 11 as well. They only have a half game or a game and a half up on the Brew Crew. Then last but not least out here in the West, finally, we've got some switching, swatching going, switching and swapping going around. Going on as the Los Angeles Payment Dodgers. They're at 19 and 13, a game and a half up on the Diamondbacks. That's how it sets in the divisions. Let's talk about those stats on the batting side. The average, we've got Luis Herrera's for the Miami Heat, for the Miami Marlins. He's batting a solid 432 as it sets. Then on the home run side of things, it's the LA Pyramid Dodgers, Max Muncy. He's slugged 12 of those suckers right now. Then RBIs, we got Adonis Guerrera. We've got Adonis Garcia of those Rangers. He's got 31 RBIs. On the hit side of things, it's the Braves, Ronald Acuna Jr. He's got 43 hits, and he also leading on the stolen bases side of things with 14. Now let's switch things up to the pitching side. How about on the wins? We've got Shane McClanahan. 
He's got six wins for the Rays to start the season out leading the league. Then on the ERA side of things, it's the Minnesota Twins, Sonny Gray. He's got a solid .77 right now. Then for the saves, it's Emmanuel Kloss. He's playing for the Cleveland Indians. He's got 10 saves as the season started and leading on the strikeouts. It's still the baddest man in the game. Otani, he's got 59 strikeouts here in this early start. Like I said, we're off to a good fast one on the MLB side of things. We'll keep you up to date and maybe give you some games to watch right here next week on The Best. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a family, tell someone about this podcast. Keeping it going here on the sunny side. Let's switch it up. Go from the diamond to the gridiron. How many great catches in one game can we have? (laughs) From four and six to XFL championship game, the Arlington Renegade. I mean, great grab here, though. I mean, making it look easy. Green, of course, you referenced a couple drops early, but He's come on strong. He can make off-schedule plays, and he clearly has played at a, at a high level already in the past. So one game for the Cowboys. Lobs it to the end zone, and there's a touchdown to Juwan Green. It's a two-touchdown game for Green. Good protection up front. Not much of a pass rush from D.C. I think Kaiser just exhausted at this point. He finds Green in the back of the end zone. Victory formation for D.C. And the defenders will play for an XFL championship. There you have it. As we reported last week, the semifinals going down there. XFL, the inaugural season. And now we know going down this weekend, the championship game is set. That's right. As we got a shocking winner as the Arlington Renegades knocking off last week, Wade Phillips, Houston squad. And, of course, now setting up, as you heard there in the Sound clip, the team that's been dominating all XFL season long, the D.C. Defenders, as they knocked off the the shocking Seattle Sea Dragons last weekend. It's going to be an exciting game set up for this weekend. Of course, we cannot wait here at the E's and B's to finally see who becomes the inaugural XFL champion. Of course, what a great season it's been. Ten solid weeks. Of course, we went through those stats each and every week, keeping up to date with who was hot and who was not. Of course, next season, we hope things grow a lot more for the XFL and, of course, in the future, maybe become the minor leagues for the NFL. But we're super excited going down this weekend. The D.C. Defenders taking on the Arlington Renegades. Who do you got? We'll have all the hits, winners, losers, and everything you need to know coming off the gridiron right here next week on The Best. Keeping things going here on the sunny side. Let's bounce it off of the gridiron and go to the hardwood. Can't tell from that angle. Damian Lee, too much that time. No need to know. Separation between the legs. Off glass. Murray taking him to the schoolyard. Yeah, 
yes, yes, round two of the NBA playoffs are underway. As you heard there in the sound clip, our Denver Nuggets off to a fast start, 2-0 and oh, over the Phoenix Suns out here in the West. And of course, over in the other Western Conference division game, we have the L.A. Fakers and those Golden State Warriors trying to defend their reigning championship. That game or excuse me, that series getting off to a fast start as well. L.A. getting that first win. And, of course, the second game was another hot one. Over on the eastern side of things, how about this? We got the Heat and the Knicks. Those guys knotted up one apiece. And over on the Boston and 76ers side of things, it's also knotted up 1-1. So, a very, very close Round two already there for the NBA playoffs. We cannot wait. Who do you think is going to come out and be in that conference finals? We can't wait to see how things shake out the Nuggets. Phoenix tonight and, of course, all the other games carrying through the weekends. We'll have all the winners, losers, and set you up for the conference finals right here next week on The Best. Keeping things going, talking playoff style. Let's bounce our ball from the hardwood and slide on to the pond. Here's Luckett. Sends in deep. Five seconds remaining. Nathan McKinnon. Gets to the board by China. Sitting right fast. Blocked off. Sinkin. Win game seven. They are an amazingly resilient group, and it is one tour again. And as I mentioned, if they ace this late, it's not going to lay flat for fancy passes. You've got to just grunt it out a little bit. The Chuck goes back to the point. Now you're going to have to get a shot on where he was. And the hit escape, rebound goes right to the right-headed launcher. He was sagging down low. Look at his reaction. Four cousins. Lifted in. Left one to it to Chuck. Hit by Parlow. One pops in the air. Lands behind that right at the side of the goal. And Chuck away. And it could Chuck keeping it alive. Parlow can't grab it. It comes to Verhage. Tara, she's... She's... The Panthers have eliminated the Boston Bruins. Yes, yes, round two as well for the NHL underway. As you heard there in the sound clips, a couple shackers there in round one as both, that's right, folks, both number one seeds bounced in round one as our Colorado Avs, the defending Stanley Cup champions, will no longer be able to defend it as the franchise, the new franchise, Seattle Kraken, knock them off. And then down south, we have the Florida Panthers bounce their way back and knock off the most historic season in NHL, in NHL history. The Boston Bruins bounce round one. Now sets things up. It looks like this. Seattle playing Dallas and Vegas taking on Edmonton there on the western side of things. On the eastern side of things, it'll be Florida and Toronto, Carolina and Jersey. Right now, it sets like this. Seattle, Kraken's got a 1-0 lead on Dallas. Vegas, the Knights, that's right. They've got a big 1-0 lead on McJesus and the Edmonton Oilers over on the eastern side of things. Florida still staying hot. They've got a 1-0 lead on Toronto and Carolina now getting back into things. Remember, they were real hot at the beginning of the season. They've now got a 1-0 lead on, on New Jersey. Will the new franchises shock everybody and keep moving forward? Or will we be talking about the old school right there on the ice? We cannot wait. We'll have all the hits, slides, goals, saves, and everything else you need to know coming out of the Stanley Cup playoffs right here next week on The Best. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass 
the gravy, spread the butter, tell a friend, tell a famber, tell someone about this podcast. Let's go from the pond, switch gears, and talk some racing. Monday is for Martin. Two of his three Dover victories have come on rain-delayed races on Monday afternoons, and he's two laps away from another one. I think he ain't trying. Just ran the fastest lap of the race two two laps ago on two tires. Come around here to take the white flag. It's going to make it official. White flag, one lap to go, sponsored by Credit One Bank. Truex with a six-tenth of a second lead. And he's running every lap like a qualifying lap right now. Hardest he's run all day long. So it's like you said, Clint, a couple laps ago, the fastest lap he's ran all day long. Younger brother Ryan gets his first Xfinity victory on Saturday. And Monday is for Martin and Dover. Martin Truex wins the worth 400. There you have it, as you heard there on Monday after a rain delay. Congratulations to the 19 machine of Martin Truex Jr. Breaking that 54 winless streak. Congratulations on that. Obviously had that weight off his shoulders finally. And as you heard, his little brother dominating there Saturday in the Xfinity Series. So the Truex boys running the hometown track of Dover this last weekend. Of course, like I said, they had to push the bu- uh, the cup race on to Monday after the rain set in and just definitely wasn't going to let them have it on Sunday. But now we set things up with eight different winners so far this season. Of course, we talked about last week we had three two-time, two-time winners. But now, Martin Truex throwing his name in the hat for possibly this year's playoffs, as long as we don't get a whole bunch of winners like last season. The other big story coming out of uh, Monday's race was the dump move of Ross crashing up Chastain as he dumped the 15 car of Brandon Poole, which then collected the fast car of the number five machine of Kyle Larson. Of course, Poole, uh, obviously a lapped car in the way. Ross just trying to get around him, and then unfortunate for Larson, wrong place, wrong time, but obviously it has brought up the topic of conversation this week. Is Ross really doing this on purpose, or was it just a mistake? We know afterwards he did uh, apologize to both drivers and and said he uh, owed Brandon a a big, big apology, so definitely knows he did, or knows what he did, but does that mean the crash him up tour continues? We'll have to keep an eye on that. We'll give you an eye on the uh, point standings right here next week as well. And everything else coming out of Kansas on the best. Keeping things going on the roundy round world. Let's switch it up. Go to the short track side of things. How about last weekend? A lot of rain on the East Coast. Raining out the big Oh, figure eight race down there at the sports drum that we talked about. That, of course, hopefully getting rescheduled. They set, they now set their eyes towards this weekend, a big 50 lapper there at the speed drum. And of course, it will be the seventh annual Toby Eads Memorial for the Street Stocks. Keep your eyes out on that one. Also, shout out to Crossover Traffic. As you know, if you cannot check out, be there. Make sure you guys go give them a follow as normally they'll have a live feed for the outlaw races each and every week when they do attend. Talking about some outlaw stuff. How about right here last weekend? Oh, 
spinning weekend for Colorado National Speedway. That's right, our home track here in Colorado. And, of course, we had one of the A's and B's veterans on there as the number 23 machine, Joey Abeya, my man in the Super Sox division, going out with a bang opening night. That's right, winning the fast dash and then in a photo finish in the feature, knocking off Brent Cave, getting the feature win. Oh! night. Congratulations to the E's and B's veteran number 23 machine of Jordan Abeda and Team Abeda Team Hilton. Great job, fellas. What a way to start off 2023. Set them up. Knock them down. What's next? Congratulations to them. Of course, this weekend there at Colorado National Speedway, we'll be having the Pro Trucks, Late Models, Legends, and Bandoneros. So make sure you guys, if you're local here at Colorado National Speedway, make sure you guys go check them out. Also going down, make sure this weekend it's the best smoke tires in the world. As we always talk each and every week, let's switch it up and go to the strip. No prep style last weekend. Some big races and, of course, as well, weather affecting some of the situations. But in my home state, in Indiana, down there at the airstrip in Salem, we had a double-up two-day race. Some of the baddest on the planet there, on the property, and on Friday night in the shootout. Congratulations, getting the badass ride back in winner's circle to Nick Poliak and Hustling Horsepower winning there Friday night on the small tire side of things. Then he switched things up there on Saturday, and he double-dipped. That's right, he ran the small tires as well and put hustling horsepower straight gangster right in to the big tire division as well. Didn't end well. He ended up having some issues getting DQ, but was looking mighty fast. Keep your eyes out on him going forward this weekend. The guy that did win there on Saturday, congratulations to Cody Ford, knocking him off there, getting the win, beating Frank Isabel. Congratulations to him. How about Kings of 28 this weekend, or last weekend? It was Bader Bomb knocking off KC Max for the win there. Congratulations to one of the baddest. We know all about him, Bader Bomb. Then how about the baddest of the backside? That's right, Crossville style. Michael Gwynn, congratulations to him. Him, knocking them down there last weekend, getting the big win down in or down at Crossville at the Badass of the Backside. Now, how about this weekend's races, folks? We got a lot on the plate, and I'm only going to talk about a few because I don't have time to talk about all the racing going down. But here are some of the ones. Keep your eyes out. And of course, as we always talk about, make sure you guys are supporting all those people that support us in the no prep world, like Ohio Grudge Racing, No Prep Felons, all those guys. Make sure you guys go give them a follow, G2K. Everybody that supports the no prep world and, of course, brings us this badass action when you cannot be there. Shout out to Jasper Graham, last week's guest. We cannot wait for him to get out there and get some licks down. So, like I said, this weekend's races, how about I? 29, that's right. That's where Casey Max will be taking the Firebird too. So keep your eyes out for that one. We also got the re- charge on US 60. That's my boy Happy's race. That's right. Support your local street gangster. Support. Support your local street racer. Make sure you guys go give them a follow. Keep your eyes out for them and their live feeds as well as Spool Medias. Also, we got Hit It From The Bank. That's right. That race obviously was postponed a couple weeks ago. Now we're going to get it down there at Hobbs. 
And, of course, our boy Lippy will be on the light for that one. And we also have no joke, no prep going down. So all kinds of great action. I think Spool Media will be there for that one. Make sure you guys go give them some love. Let them know that Eddie B from the E's and B sent you with that. That's all the horsepower I've got for the sunny side. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to talk real horsepower. That's right. We're going to dive into this year's 149th Kentucky. Dirty. You're listening to the E's and B's me as you heard as we know it's the 149th running of the kentucky derby going and tomorrow there from churchill downs we cannot wait of course get your bets in now a solid solid field this year of horses and of course like last year we only have one or two horses that are kind of standing out but not as dominant as it seems and it seems like to me, I feel we might have the closest Kentucky Derby race we've seen in a long, long time. As we know, there are obviously going to be 20 to 23 horses lining up tomorrow fighting to put those covet, fancy, flowered reefs around their necks. And of course, being in the winner's circle will be the dominant goal for every jockey there tomorrow. But let's break it all down, talk about those horses' names and the odds for those horses starting out. We've got Hit Show. He's at 30 to 1. Verifying, 15 to 1. We've got two fills at 12 to 1. The Confidence Game. He's at 20 to 1. Tap It Trice, 5 to 1. Kings Barnes is at 12 to 1. Reincarnate is at a 50 to 1. Mange is at 15 to 1. Skinner, not the wrestler. He's at 20 to 1. Practical move, 10 to 1. Disarm, 30 to 1. Jace's Road, 50 to 1. Sun Thunder, 50 to 1. Angel of Empire, 8 to 1. Forte, 3 to 1. And that is the favorite horse of the, the running this year. Forte has had the best odds. Since they have opened, keep your eyes on that guy. Like I said, it could be him running away with the show or with all these others. Who who knows? We'll keep an eye out on that. We've got Raising Kane. He's 50 to 1. Derma Sotogate, which is a Japan horse. He's at 10 to 1 and also one to keep your eyes on. Rocket Can, he's at 30 to 1. Lord Miles, 30 to 1. Contour, 50 to 1. Cyclone Mischief. 30 to 1. Mandarin, Mandarin Hero, 
That's another Japan horse. It's at 20 to 1. And last but not least, King Russell at 50 to 1. That's 23 horses, folks. Possibly going to be running for the 149th running of the Kentucky Derby tomorrow. There at Churchill Downs. Make sure you guys get your bets in. Bet smart and bet right. Make sure if you have a problem, you call that number. But we cannot wait. We think we're going to put a long shot on a couple horses. But we're going to be pulling for track. For Tap It Trice, right here at the E's and B's. Who's going to be your Kentucky winner? Leave a comment. Let us know. With that, that's going to wrap up this week's meet. We cannot wait. Next week, we'll have the winner of the 149th Kentucky Derby right here on the best. Stay tuned. Coming up next, we're going to bounce off the ropes, drop the elbows, and get to my favorite part of the show. We're going to talk some wrestling. Next, you're listening to the E's and B's Podcast. And let's get on with the first pick of the 2023 WWE Draft. This first pick goes to SmackDown. And they select all three drafted as one. Carl Heyman, Solo, Sikoa, and the undisputed WWE Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, the Bloodline. No surprises whatsoever. If you get number one pick, you choose this man, Roman Reigns. And if Solo Sokoa and Paul Heyman come with it too, a package deal, 971 days and counting as the undisputed champion. Roman stays on the blue brand. There you have it. Pick one of this year's 2023 WWE Draft winning went to the Tribal Chief himself, Roman Reigns. And of course, pick two went to Raw as they selected Cody Rhodes as their number one pick. We kind of seen that coming as we talked last week with the new belt in play. We kind of have a feeling Cody will be the person holding that belt here very, very soon. But now the WWE 2023 draft all in the books. Some people switching brands. Some people coming up from NXT. That was the big shocker for me. Several names being drafted up from NXT. I cannot wait to see what kind of storylines they got written in the future for these guys. It'll definitely change the scape, change the landscape of WWE. And that's definitely what the thought was there. As Triple H mentioned that a couple weeks ago. But now... We set our eyes towards tomorrow. That's right. Live from Puerto Rico. That's right. It's Backlash 2023. WWE's live pay-per-view event going down. 
obviously Bad Bunny was going to be the host now intertwined into the the uh, match card itself so very very good stuff let's just break that card down as it said starting out with a Rican street fight we'll have Bad Bunny he'll be taking on Judgment Day's Damian Priest. I gotta say, I don't see Bad Bunny losing in his hometown, or should I say his home country. We'll keep an eye on that match. We also have a very weird match in Seth Rollins. He'll be taking on Mos Osmos, the tallest giant there at WWE's. Will he be able to knock him down? Who knows? Then for the women's SmackDown Championship, it's the champion, Rhea Ripley. She'll be going up against another Bulldogan and in Zelina Vega. Obviously, a very big eyebrow raiser in why she would even have this opportunity. But of course, in her home country, why not? And who knows? Crazier things have happened, but I don't see a title change happening tomorrow night. Also on the women's side for the Raw Women's Championship, we're going to have the champion, Bianca Belair. We know this. She's going to be switching brands. Uh, She'll be taking on Damage Control's EO Sky. Obviously, it seems like for the last couple weeks, they've been kind of shaking things up with Damage Control. I don't know. They kind of got drafted together. Will they stay together? We'll keep an eye on that situation. Our next matchup, we've got the three-way United States Championship match on the line as the champion, Austin Theory. He'll be going up against Booby Lashley and Bronson Reed. Two big boys in the ring there with Austin. Will he be able to maintain? Seems like that poor guy... He don't ever get a singles match hardly anymore, and if he does, it's a beast. This time, he's got two of them. We'll see if he comes out United States champion. Also, we got a six-man match, the one everybody will be keeping their eyes on, as Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, and Matt Riddle will be taking on the bloodline. Put your ones in the air. Will they work together, or will we see more cracks in that foundation unfold there at backlash and for the main event of the evening we know this it's the american nightmare cody rhodes he'll be taking on the beast brock lesnar what a match that will be will brock lesnar manhandle cody or will cody Stay on top and keep driving towards Roman Reigns' rematch. We'll keep an eye on that. And, of course, we'll have all the winners, losers, and everything you need to know coming out of Backlash. Go right here next week on The Best. Let's switch the page and go to the other channel. He wanted And Jeff wants to take the glory, as always. Yes. break it down. Yeah, Sammy's a little tip because Max tagged himself in. I've never seen a human being in my life like MJF, ever. Oh, Sammy made the tag. He did it. The power went to the knee, and Sammy Guevara. Two. These guys are such egomaniacs. They both want the pin. I am so glad this is happening. I thought maybe it would, but I wasn't sure. That's what he's saying. You know what he said. That's you saying. MJF has been trying so hard to turn 
This singles match in the main event of Double or Nothing, but that may have all gone up in smoke. Very good. Oh, that pony. Oh, Pac, he's covered, but he's not legal. Darby up to the top. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Dance. There you have it going down Wednesday night on Dynamite. The mixed tag there between Darby, Jungle Boy, MJF, and Sammy Guevara. Of course, the stipulation was if Darby and Jungle Boy beat Sammy and MJF, there would be a four-way double or nothing. Of course, as you heard, it did happen. The breakdown between the two of Sammy and MJF leading to the pin by Darby Allen, now setting up for what we all knew was going to be happening, the Four Pillars match live there in Vegas at Double or Nothing. We cannot wait. Of course, these four studs are obviously the four guys they want to focus the most on going forward at this company, and who knows who will come out there on top at Double or Nothing Memorial Weekend. We cannot wait. Of course, the buildup for that card still went on. Wednesday night, we got a standout match between the JAS taking on Orange Cassidy, Jungle Boy, Orange Cassidy, Bandino, Roderick Strong, and of course, Adam Cole, baby. Adam Cole still fuming hot from what Jericho done, but that wasn't the worst thing we saw Wednesday night. I have to laugh as I seen Jericho coming down the ramp wearing Britt Baker's shirt with a black eye. What a way to fuel the fire there. Of course, JAS losing the match. And afterwards, Cole sprinting all the way up to jump Jericho in the commentating booth. Of course, that getting separated up. And we already know the deal. That will be obviously a match scheduled for double or nothing. We cannot wait to hear the out the outcome or what it, the stipulations may or may not be. We'll keep an eye on that. Also, the outcast jumping Willow after winning the match there Wednesday night. And come in comes Sheeta, the return of Sheeta. And just when you thought she was going to help Willow, she swerved us and pulled out the green spray paint. But then from behind entered Jamie Hayter and Britt Baker. It was a double swerve as Sheeta definitely not helping out the outcast. She helped out Britt Baker and Jamie. So welcome back to Sheeta. That definitely looks like that will be our next match there for double or nothing as well. And of course, we had a six-man trios battle royal royale in the end. A very, very sketchy ending to the thing, but the acclaim coming out on top. So congratulations to them. We cannot wait. Like I said. The other big talk over at AEW, the London Wembley ticket sales have skyrocketed. That's right. In the first two days of open pre-sale, 47000 over $5.7 million sold already for that big show coming up in London. And, of course, they're expecting it to grow even more. We'll keep you updated on that and everything else coming off the mat in AEW. One last thing from the wrestling world. Let's talk about another debut that happened this last weekend and a very cool one. I know one half of the wrestling sisters, the Destroyer, was very happy to see this person making her return to the wrestling ring and now wrestling for Impact, a.k.a. Naomi. It's now Trinity. 
Yes, we were very happy to see her. Congratulations to her finally making her return back to the wrestling ring after obviously walking out on WWE. Obviously putting her hat, her name in the hat for the Impact World Women's Championship right out the gate. So keep your eyes on that every Thursday. Trinity, a.k.a. Naomi, back in wrestling. All right, we got just two more things to wrap up the scrambled right quick. Let's keep in the fight theme. Switch things up and talk some BKFC 41. That's right, Bare Knuckle Fight Club going down last weekend live right here in Denver the main event, Mike Perry taking on Luke Rutkold. And, of course, Mike Perry on a roll in the end, getting the big win in a gruesome match. And, of course, after it was all said and done, the highlight of the night, the man, the myth, the legend was in the house. UFC legend, Ken McGregor was live right there ringside, and he went right up in the ring with the BKFC title on his shoulder, face-to-face, Mike Perry. That possibly could be a future matchup. I got to say, it's definitely picking up the ground and the pace. Keep your eyes out for this new fight scene, the BKFC. It's taking ground, and some big, big names are fighting over there. So, awesome stuff. We'll be uh, keeping an eye out as the next one going live in Nebraska. And we'll keep you up to date with any of the big names to that car. Now, let's talk about the last thing we got this week. How about UFC 288? That's right. From New Jersey. Going down tomorrow night as we have a belt on the line. That's right. A big one. And a return to the UFC octagon as well. Another big name you might know about. But let's talk about that fight card Going down tomorrow night live in Jersey, starting out in the featherweight division, we're going to have Kron Gracie. He'll be taking on Charles Jordan. That one, Gracie, is the favorite. Then in the featherweight in the featherweight division as well, we have the number 10, Masavar Evelaw. He'll be taking on Diego Lopez. Lopez. In that one, Masavar is your favorite. Then in the women's strawweight division, we've got the number four ranked Jessica Andrade. She'll be taking on the number six ranked Izan Yan. Yan is obviously a name you might not know. She's from Japan, but she trains with Team Alphadel. She trains with Team Alpha Male. Uriah Favor and company. Keep an eye on this woman. She might be your next strawweight champion. Then, in the co-main event of the evening, this match is on two weeks' notice. That's right. And, heck, one guy is off of a fight three weeks ago. It's going to be the number four-ranked Bilal Muhammad. He'll be taking on the number five-ranked Gilbert Burns. That's right. We know Burns coming off the win over Masvidal just three weeks ago. Burns is on a roll. Keep your eyes out on that one. And for the main event of the evening, we know this. It's the title, the bantamweight title on the line. Champion Al Jermaine Sterling will be will be defending against the returning, never lost, former champion in Henry Sudulo. 
Triple C, that's right, returning to UFC Live 288, and he's going for the throw and the goal. That match will be a banger. Aljo's got a lot of pressure hanging over his head as he's fighting in his home state. Will he come out and will he hear and still, or will it be and no? Keep your eyes out. Live tomorrow, UFC 288 from New Jersey. We'll have all the winners, losers, knockouts, and everything you need to know right here next week on The Best. We're going to wrap it all up like a burrito next. You're listening to The E's and B's Podcast. Yeah. Even when you feel low, you can still go Even when you feel slow, you can still go Even when there's no hope, you can still go I never answered a no, man, I still go Go, go Everybody's favorite part of the show. Get out your jam, your jelly, your cinnamon, your butter, your sugar. It's time to spread it. It's the toast. As we always do each and every week, wrapping things up here on the toast. Let's get right to those personal weekly shout-outs. How about give a big shout-out to our buddies over there at Ohio Grudge Racing. Shout-out to Ohio Grudge Racing's Josh Robinson. Also want to give a big shout-out to No Prep Felons Bob Rice. Shout-out to... No- no prep villains, Bob Rice. Also, shout out to Jasper Graham. Team Meatball, shout out to Carolina Performance, Robbie and Robert Dollar. Shout out to 24-7 Motorsports, Ashley and Brandon Mork, SRC. Old Man's Garage, shout out to Jimmy Dales. Shout out to Jimmy Dale. Shout out to Limpy. Shout out to On Tilt. Shout out to Happy Support Your Local Street Racer. Shout out to Mike Man, Mike Man, Cody Miller. Shout out to Poland. Shout out to Raggedy Ann. Shout out to Team Aveda and Hilton. Shout out to the Tunnies. Shout out to Matt Smith, my boys, Neil, Brian, Tony, Ty, and all my peeps at The Green Solution, 810 North College Road. Make sure you guys check out The Green Solution for all your cannabis needs. Also, want to give a huge special shout out to Jeff Thomas, Julie Randall, and Nitrous Nikki, and everybody there at War in the Woods and Gangster's Paradise. Obviously, as you know, those two races, or should I say, Three races will be going down here very, very soon. Obviously, at the end of June, or excuse me, yes, at the end of May, beginning of June, us here at the E's and B's will be making that trip out to Brown County, our home state of Indiana, for the first installment of War in the Woods. We are a proud sponsor, and we want to thank Jeff, Julie, Nikki, and everybody there at that War in the Woods and Gangster's Paradise for allowing us to be a part of the best no prep small tire race going down this year. That's right. I said it. Also, make sure you guys are checking us out at easeandbees.org. That's where you can find us for all of our social media outlets. And check us out for some of those merch sales. Help us out. Anything helps. There, uh, we've got stickers, shirts, anything from 5 to $25. Make sure you guys go check us out. That's easeandbees.org. Also, coming up here in a short couple weeks, our next guest don't want to spoil the beans, but stay tuned. It's going to be an awesome guest that you don't want to miss, and they should be returning to the track. That's the hint I'll give you very, very soon. So keep your eyes and ears out for our next guest coming up very, 
very soon. Also, there on our YouTube, make sure you guys are checking out all of our interviews. That's where we place them at. Each and every time we have a guest that comes on, we place that video action there on the E's and B's YouTube. Also, we're trying to get those numbers up, folks. Help us out. Spread the word. We're going to be going live there at War in the Woods. And if you want to be a part of the action because you can't actually be there, well, we need your help. Get those numbers up and we'll bring you that action all weekend long, not just the racing. We'll bring you some of the uh, some of the behind the scenes there at War in the Woods, maybe some of the campground. Who knows? But we got to get those YouTube numbers up. Listen, I don't even have 200 subscribers. I need a thousand and I need it now. Help me out out there. Spread the word. E's and B's YouTube. Get those subscribe numbers up. Also, if you want to be on the show, if you're a race car driver, wrestler, athlete, or someone out there just playing, trying to promote yourself, get at us at E's and B's podcast at gmail.com. Give us your story. We'll get back to you and get you on air. That's E's and B's podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to be a sponsor of the show, get your your business or or whatever it may be played three times a week each Friday and played on our Saturday interviews there on the YouTube part. Get at us at ease and beast podcast at gmail.com. We'll get some sponsor talk back to you and get your stuff right here each and every Friday on the best breakfast wrestling and sports podcast. All right. Also, with that, let's switch things up and let's talk about this week's Sports Illustrated Fact of the Day. How about this? Seven, 17-time National Hot Rod Association World Champion Frank Manzo won 104 of the 253 top alcohol funny car races he entered for an amazing 41.1% winning percentage. By comparison, John Force is the NHRA's winningest driver, having come out on top 151 times out of 791 races, a 19 win percent average. And that is your Sports Illustrated Fact of the Day. With that, let's wrap things up and get to it. You know the deal. Let's let you see. Top 10 cities downloaded goes like this. Starting off, number 10. Let's get right to it. How about shout out to Marshall, North Carolina. Stand up, North Carolina. Shout out. Number nine, how about this? ATL shorted. It's Atlanta, Georgia. Thank you so much, Atlanta. Number eight, it's over on the East Coast. It's Brooklyn, New York. Brooklyn, New York. Thank you so much. Number seven, it's the Dirty Glove. Last week's guest. That's right. It's Detroit, Michigan. Thank you so much, Detroit. Number six, it's the home state capital. How about this? Denver, Colorado. Thank you so much, Denver. Staying in the state, let's move to number five. It's Johnstown. Colorado. Thank you so much, Johnstown. Number four, a new one bringing him back. How about Ashburn, Virginia? Thank you so much, Ashburn, Virginia. Number three, we're going overseas as always. It's Rayford, Germany. And number two, we got a switchback. How about this? It's the home city where we lie. It's Fort Collins, Colorado, which leaves back on top. Number one, it's Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Thank you so much for all the love out there. Make sure you guys like, share, subscribe, pass 
Bust the gravy. Spread the butter. Tell a friend. Tell a famber. Tell someone about this podcast. Have a kick-ass Cinco de Mayo. Please be safe out there. If you need a driver, make sure you make that call. And good luck tomorrow at that derby race. That's right, the Kentucky Derby going down tomorrow. We'll have all those winners and everything else you need to know right here next week. And you know the drill. Make sure you eat your butter. We love you. Peace.